Welcome back guys to an episode of Nintendo Fanboys and I think we're at episode 33 and I'm gonna solo it today for a few reasons. First off I want to tell you guys that I'm recording this on October 13th and this is scheduled to go on YouTube on the 22nd so if there's anything going on from here till then obviously I will not know about it. And the reason I'm doing this is that Jared is heading to Texas tomorrow and he won't be back until the 21st. So there is no opportunity for us to do a podcast and this is the only way uh, for us to assure that we don't miss our schedule is if I record it today and I send it and he has a chance to render it tonight because he's the one that has all the fancy equipment at his place so he can record footage and whatnot to make a proper podcast and I'm not able to do that without him so this is the solution we had unfortunately it's not the best obviously I would rather do a full-on podcast with Jared I haven't done a fanboys with him in so long and we really need to do one because the f- Nintendo is what I'm really passionate about and that's where I excel the most in the podcast area in my opinion. So I really want to do a proper one with Jared and hopefully we'll be able to do one for the next episode as we'll probably do two fanboys in a row. If you don't know, we are a YouTube channel and we schedule a podcast every second Sunday and we also publish it on iTunes and other podcast services available out there. So without further ado, I'm going to start this one. I have to make it quick as I have to try to keep it under 20 minutes in order for Jared to have time to actually prepare the video before he leaves. So as always, we usually start the podcast with what we're currently playing and that's what I'm going to do. But instead of ending the fanboys with a blast from the past, I'm actually going to start this episode with a blast from the past. And you're going to know why. Because the blast from the past for this episode will be Pokemon Gold and Silver. And I'm actually playing that right now on the virtual console on my 3DS. So I thought it was fitting to put it right at the beginning of the podcast. And I've actually completed Silver It took me 23 hours to do everything I wanted to do, which is basically complete the Elite Elite Four, complete all the badges from Kanto, and then defeat Red and capture Lugia. So basically, I played gold. In gold, you have the opportunity to capture Hole in the beginning of the game, and then after you get all the badges from Kanto, you have the opportunity to capture Lugia. So in my opinion, this is one of the only games that allows you to capture both legendaries although i might be wrong on that because i believe that in omega ruby and alpha sorry you could also capture kyogre and groudon but i know that in the remakes omega ruby alpha sorry they changed that so maybe i'm wrong on that but if my memory serves me correctly that's how it went so the reason i want to talk about pokemon goal is because this is simply one of the best games out there. It's has It has aged perfectly, and in my opinion, it's the best single-player Pokemon game that they have ever made. Uh, I 
wouldn't go so far as to say it's my favorite Pokemon game because I have fell, fell in love with the metagame and the collecting and the battling other players that I really truly began with Pokemon Black and White, so the fifth generation, and in Sun and Moon and in XY, I really, really devoted many, many hours into that. So I really, really enjoyed the metagame, but as far as as far as single player content goes, this is by far the best Pokemon game out there. There's not even I don't think any other game comes close to it, simply because of all the content offered in this one. Not only do you get uh, a full game in Johto, but you also have get to revisit Kanto after that and go through all the towns and get the eight badges that you got from Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow. So that's really something that was uh, awesome back in the day and still is uh, today. And of course, Kanto is not exactly the same uh, as it was in Pokemon Red and Blue, simply because they just could not fit any, everything onto this uh, cartridge. And this was made on the Game Boy Color, so this was really limited by its uh, software back then. So it's almost a miracle that they managed to put all that into one cartridge. And rumor, not really a rumor, but it is uh, it is known that Mr. Iwata himself actually had to help with the coding because they were running out of time. This game was actually scheduled to hit in 1997, one year after Pokemon Green and Pokemon red hit stores in japan and it actually came out in 1999 so two years after its uh, scheduled release so it was heavily delayed because this game was really really ambitious and it shows it's just such a fantastic game that if you've never played pokemon before i'd say try it it's 10 bucks on the shop well worth it and maybe you'll be like jared Jared never gave this game a chance uh, in the 90s and he did last year and he fell in love. So there's a reason why this uh, franchise is so popular and Pokemon Gold and Silver is one of the best examples of that. So please, if you have never tried Pokemon before and you have a 2DS, give this game a chance. It's well worth every dollar. Okay, so next up, I want to quickly talk about the SNES Classic. Uh, I haven't received my system yet because Jared, for some reason, is very, very lazy and has not shipped it to me. So I'm still waiting on that. And I really want to play... There's another game on there that I really want to play and I haven't had a chance to talk about it in the last episode of Canadian Gamers and that's Yoshi's Island. I, for some reason, never gave that game a chance as a child and I don't know why Super Mario World is one of my favorite games of all times and this is a sequel to that although it doesn't really play to that I'm not sure if it was because of the visual style because it's quite different than Super Mario World or just that I did not like the egg throwing mechanic I don't remember what it is I think this game has a lot more puzzles than a regular Mario game but I I keep hearing praise for that game, so I really, really need to uh, give it a chance. So hopefully I'll get to do that and enjoy that game. We'll see. Maybe it's not, it's just not for me, but I really want 
to uh, try it out. Another game, though, is Star Fox 2. And Star Fox 2, like I told Jared uh, when it was announced, is not supposed to be a good game. There's... And the reviews are out, and the reviews seem to be supporting uh, what I what I said before, is that Star Fox 2 is not a good game. And then Cranberry told him that it's one of her favorite games, I believe. So maybe if you're a Star Fox fan, or if you played it back in the day via emulation, maybe it holds a special place in your heart, so that's why she loves it so much. But apparently it's not that good. So I'll have to, to uh, try it out, maybe... I love it. So that those are two games I I can't wait to try. But the reason I want to talk about the SNES Classic is I kind of want to bash Amazon a bit because I feel like as far as pre-orders go and video games go, they are really not treating the customers right because I've pre-ordered many, many games on there. And even though I, I do live kind of far, like they offer a service called Amazon Prime, which promises two day shipping, and I never get it. I never get it, and they always have a different SKUs. I'm always one of the first guys that pre-orders uh, 3DS stuff. Uh, I always check it, and the first day it's on, I usually pre-order it right away. So even though they keep telling me that they got, they didn't get as many pre-orders as they thought I would. I should have priority because I'm always one of the first customer to pre-order some of the stuff. For example, the Metroid Collector's Edition, Metroid Samus Return Collector's Edition. I pre-ordered that within hours that it was on Amazon and I still got it four days late and they told me that it was that they didn't get as many as they thought they would, but I was one of the first one to pre-order it, so I don't get why... They say that, and this brings me to the SNES Classic, because many people still have not received their Amazon pre-order. And something happened with that, is that they have this thing, I believe, I first heard of this like minutes ago on the Nintendo voice chat, which which is IGN's uh, Nintendo podcast. They have something called a treasure truck, which is an Amazon truck that goes around and sells stuff right from the back of the truck. And they were selling SNES classics from that truck. And right there, that tells you that there's a big problem with Amazon's priorities. Because if you cannot uh, fulfill your pre-orders, there's absolutely no reason or excuse for you to be selling SNES classics off the back of the truck when some who have pre-ordered that system for months still have not received their pre-orders and they still haven't shipped. This simply is not acceptable. Uh, I can't believe, and I know Jared has stopped pre-ordering from Amazon.ca, although for some reason he pre-orders from Amazon.com. Not really sure why, but it, their services when it comes to pre-orders is not up to par, and especially when they promise free two-day shipping for Prime memberships. And if you, because if you buy a game that's not a pre-order, you're going to get it within like really, really fast. But if you pre-order from them, it's not really recommended unless you don't care about uh, waiting and you just want the 10% off, which is, I guess, a nice bonus. But it's just, I don't understand 
why they don't uh, ship the stuff to the pre-orders because it, it seems silly to me that you would sell stuff off the back of the truck when you don't have when you haven't fulfilled your pre-orders yet. Anyway, that's it uh, for my small Amazon rant for today, and I want to get on to my topic of the show, which will be golf story. Golf story is the reason that I turned on my switch for the first time since May, and let me tell you, I've been addicted to that game since. It's simply amazing. If you have a switch, don't even hesitate to buy it. Check it out. It's really, really amazing. And as far as I can tell, I don't, I didn't have time to do research because uh, I have to do this kind of a, of in a hurry. But as far as I can tell, this was created by two dudes in Australia in a year's time. So I have no idea how they managed to pull this off. But maybe it will explain a few of the flaws I have with it that I will talk about it later. But man, is this a good game. The gameplay is really, really simple, but they offer you so many different options. Like there's not just golf in this game. There's uh, disc golf. And I think there's a few other modes of golf later on. But it's just, this is not really a simulation of golf. It's more arcadey. But it's more you're playing playing this because of the RPG elements and because of the humor and the story. Like the game starts off and you're being trained by your dad and you're just having a good old time at the golf course. And then it says 20 years later and something happened. And I'm still, I'm only 12 hours into this game and I still don't know what happened. I'm not sure if my dad is dead or if he if we had a falling out or something, but clearly something happened. And apparently I want to go back to golfing because I want to honor him. So it kind of hints that your dad died, but I'm not sure if that's the case yet. And if it is, I'm not sure how it happened. And I think it will be a central part of the story later on. And then you go to this uh, golf course and you try to uh, get the coach because you want to be a professional that's why you're there and this is not really spoilers guys this is like the first 30 minutes of the game so you go there and you see the coach and you want to get lessons from him and he for some reason doesn't want to and he tells you that you need to go and like everybody else pay for it and it costs 14 dollars i believe for a lesson so you go around the course and you do various uh, task and you get paid and you get a bit of money here and there until finally you're able to afford a golf lesson and then when you do get that lesson it's hilarious because he asks you to do a few things and you pull these these uh, tasks off flawlessly and then he goes ahead and he tells that you tells you that you suck and that you, you're wasting your time and that you should stop playing golf and then there's his other students who are horrible at golf who basically do the same thing you did but not even close to being good and he keeps praising them and you don't understand why and it's just funny little things like that that keeps happening the dialogue in this game is simply superb and i keep laughing and laughing at it for example i just won my first major tournament and the reward was like two thousand dollars which is 10 times more than any amount of money I've ever had in my game right now. Like, I think I, I had $150 once. So they gave me $2,000. So I was really, really 
happy and I couldn't wait to go and spend that money on better golf clubs and whatnot. And then immediately after, you have the owner of the golf course who takes a cut because he says that you uh, he sponsored you, so you give him 10%. Then there's your coach who takes $500 because he says that this is why you won because of his advice and whatnot. Then there's, there's other coach who takes $50 off. And then there is the land lawyer who takes money off. It, it just doesn't stop until you get like basically nothing from your winnings. Oh, there's your wife too, which you find out you have a wife and she takes 50% of your winnings. So it's hilarious that you just won $2,000 and the game takes it all away immediately after. So there's just, so much stuff like that towards uh, in the game that's hilarious and really makes it fun to play. And I can't recommend the game enough. It really, I think, will end up being in my top five games of the year. If if not that, it will if, it will definitely be in my top ten. It's just one of those games that I can't stop playing every night after the kids go to bed I play and I try to say tell myself I'll only play for an hour and then end up playing till midnight every night it's just so addicting I have a few flaws with it that I want to mention before I end this podcast and I think the flaws are because this is is such a small team that they did not have time to properly uh, test this game out or market it and see what people try it out in markets and see what people would improve with it because one of the those problems i have seems like a super simple fix and that's when you're there are many quests in that game that require you to to do it multiple times before you uh, are able to complete it and that's fine i like i like a challenge and this game is challenging the issue is that sometimes some of these challenges take around 5 to 10 minutes. And it's, let's say, you need to complete a course in less than 15 shots. If you screw up at the first hole you're, you and you know that you have absolutely no chance to finish this challenge, there's no way to quickly press start and restart the challenge. And that would save you so much time and so much frustration because sometimes some of these quests will take you like 30 minutes or an hour to do. And you have to, let's say you you uh, screwed up at the first hole, you have to do the entire challenge until you're able to restart. So it's really, really annoying. And this is a problem that I can see will really, really frustrate me later on because the game gets way more challenging if uh, what Jared tells me is true. And I've done one challenge so far that was really challenging, took me a long time, and I was really frustrated, like almost yelling at my system because I kept having to restart, but I could not. The game would not give me the option to do that. So hopefully, I know that Jared said he would uh, contact the developers of this game or the publishers and tell, uh, suggest them that they release a patch or tell them about this issue maybe nobody uh, told them because i haven't heard about this issue anywhere else and i've been really like listening and looking for golf story content so hopefully people mention this and it gets uh, fixed later on the other issue is that there are a few bugs uh, i've had a few issues where i threw i threw a disc and it hit somebody's in the head and it kept bouncing forever and I had to restart the system. And this is a huge problem because I was lucky that there was a save point, a checkpoint somewhere just before. So I didn't 
I did not lose uh, much progress because I had played for like an hour before that happened and I did not save before. So I was really lucky that there was a checkpoint before that. And I checked online and this happens in many other occasions too. So I, it's not an isolated issue. So chances are this will happen to you at one point and hopefully this gets uh, fixed because it's obviously a really dangerous issue that could potentially erase hours and hours of progress if you're not careful. And another thing is that there are other bugs like this present that I've heard of other people. There's this golf mini game, which is basically a golf game from the 80s. Uh, it's a simulation and apparently there's a game breaking bug during that game that can happen if you uh, shoot the ball off screen it can keep uh, going off forever and and i think even sometimes resetting the game doesn't fix it so there are some problems uh, out there that you need to be aware of and hopefully this will get uh, patched in the future but for now it's not looking like there's a patch incoming anytime soon. And like I said, I think this is only a two-man team. So not really sure if this will be fixed anytime soon. But besides those two issues, like this is just a fantastic game. You really, really need to, uh, to pay attention to it and buy it if you have a Switch. Trust me, you won't regret it. And this will end up in many people's Game of the Year uh, videos. So... That's pretty much all I have today. I really I wanted to keep this under 20 minutes and I've already uh, passed that. So hopefully you enjoyed this. And when Jared gets back, we really need to sit down and do a proper Nintendo Fanboys episode. It's been way too long. So thanks again for uh, listening or watching, guys, and I'll see you in the next video.